You don't know this, but this is take two. It's Tuesday, October 26th. Paul and I are getting started wondering how in the world the richest man in automotive got richer. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. Oh, we're really moving today. Tuesday's Tuesday's ready to go. I'm rocking from home because there's a water main break near the office. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the wildest things happen. You never know. We're flexible. It's life. It's life. So, so go oh. ahead. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, we got, we're, we're not too proud to say that this is take two because for six minutes, Paul's audio was not recording, which is okay. Again, and I, w- we're flexible. And I was saying some of the most brilliant things I've ever said. They're gone now. We were dropping, as Clubhouse calls it, <laughs> golden nuggets everywhere. <laughs> like a little Easter bunny. Dropping gold nuggets all over the yard. (laughs) (laughs) So we apologize that you didn't get all that, but we'll try and continue that, that, uh, that trend. But yesterday, Paul, a a little, a little company, a little 18 year old company called Tesla (laughs) (laughs) announced, and I don't know whether I guess it was Hertz or them announced first that Hertz is purchasing 100,000 Tesla Model 3s to be delivered over the next nine months in a $4.2 billion transaction Mm -hmm. that sent Mm -hmm. Tesla stock skyrocketing. I think it was 17%. Yeah, it's over 1,000 now. It's over 1,000, making it a trillion with a T, trillion with a T, valuated company, Mm. making Elon Musk over $26 billion in net worth richer and totally shifting the narrative for rental vehicles. It really is a crazy story. I mean, think about how Hertz went bankrupt last year, right? I I just, I literally remember staring at my computer and like their stock was like a dollar or something or like two bucks. And I was like, Oh, are they going to hold on? Are they going to hold on? Or is it a, a fool's errand? And so Hertz goes out, right? No one's traveling. They're back. Right. And they've been trying to come back in a season where it's really hard to acquire vehicles. Right. Imagine you start all these rental car companies start liquidating their inventory because they're freaking out. You know, we got to get rid of the inventory. And then, you know, six months later, it's like, oh my gosh, like no one could have foreseen that, like, oh, like now we can't even get them. Right. The chip shortage wasn't, it wasn't a thing. So, like, oh, we'll liquidate them and then we'll buy them all back. Everybody will be happy. So that happens. So that hurts back in the game and they come out and they make this big move and i think it's like half half like um they're getting inventory right and tesla's delivering a hundred thousand cars and has a production capability to do it right because they manage their supply chain differently and so there's one thing but they're also i think making like a fashion statement yeah they're saying like not only are we back but we're committed to like this new future this new ev future and they make this real position to make a really really bold move that now let's just let's just face it. It makes them much cooler. Like as a brand move, they're now viewed as a very progressive, you know, or you know, eco conscious and kind of like have a sexy fleet kind of way. Like yeah, they've just and, gone from bankrupt to that, like amazing. Not just that, but it gives you the capacity to hire a guy like Tom Brady to run a commercial for you. No, right? that's really let's face it. That's In his sweatpants and and it's. <laughs> Which is interesting because it's not it's not Tom Brady's been in commercials, 
right? But it, when you think about enterprise, Hertz, you know, budget, all of those commercials, it's very like I, I, you can almost write the script for every every commercial. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It's someone's in an airport. Guy passes. Go, you know, go out, select your car right away in the car. Hertz, get a car. Right. But yeah. they 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 flipped the script on create creativity with this move. Like it mm-hmm. changed. It probably flipped a lot for like their marketing team, their internal teams. It probably energizes probably a new team. Exactly. It energizes the whole said- company. That's right. And that's what great brand does. Like when you understand what it is, like the stake you want to put in the ground, right? You want to put this statement out there and say, hey, let's let's make everything point to this. It does that for your marketing team, for your company culture, for your public perception. It really is what we're talking about, even in Contagious and like, why do we think an internal innovative internal marketing team can supercharge your company? This is a great example. However, I don't think Tom Brady can fit in a Model 3. Maybe he can. <laughs> there's a there's a good amount of leg room in that thing. I think I think he might be all right. But uh, so, what, aside, let's talk about this. So, what does this do for the rest of the industry? So, the retail industry. automotive. We look at Tesla, and right, Tesla is the big disruptor. They were a troublemaker, when they said, "Hey, we're going to make electric vehicles," and everyone kind of laughed. And then and then people kind of you know came to, and then obviously they executed well. But what they're doing now is putting a hundred thousand of their vehicles in the hands of consumers, right? So now it's not one vehicle per one consumer. It's like now every one of these 100,000 vehicles produced is going to have hundreds of test drivers now. That's it. It, it. it actually becomes for a company that does not have like the scale of um, franchise auto dealers in the U.S. or, you know, around the world as they start to expand on on this idea – um, what, what you do is you just place the test drive, uh, you know, on the rental company, right? So now I go to Florida and I'm thinking about buying a new car instead of just going, yeah, I'll take the, you know, uh, the, um, the Toyota Avalon I'm going, you know what? I've thought about EV. I'm not sure about it. I'm a little bit worried about range anxiety or the feel, or can I get used to the technology? So now for a week, my family's driving around in a model three. Right. And so now mm-hmm. now that becomes so then tease that out even more. Right. Because all of these companies, for the most part, like some of them will take their their cars for oil changes and regular maintenance to the dealer or to the third party. But a lot of them in, in their bigger locations, they actually have all of their maintenance facilities on site. Mm-hmm. So you would think that with these cars getting spread out, they will probably equip certain sites to actually be maintenance facilities, which has been a big question mark on um, on service with Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. So now I, I was I was talking with someone yesterday where it's it's kind of like the the Simply Mac for Apple, right? Where you have these authorized certified repair shops, and and they actually start with. The shop that's so you think about like the full, full circle here, right? I test drove it at Hertz, and then I purchased it through an online medium with 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 Tesla. And now the closest location to me to service is actually the airport that I'm already driving to for my business trip to get my car. It's interesting. I know, but what maintenance does a Tesla really need? And like, I mean, like, what's it going to need? Tires and wiper blades? Yeah, or the dash falls off. 
I mean, which has happened. Okay. I don't want to call it maintenance. <laughs> Make sure you tighten that dashboard. Right, but right. but whatever it is, it just becomes. I, I know. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they manage the logistics because of charging. This this might be a good step from a range anxiety standpoint because a lot of times when people rent a car locally, like they're not driving three or four hundred miles, right? They're going to put like a hundred or two hundred miles on it. So it might be a good like toe in the water, knowing they're not going to have to charge it. And we'll see. I mean, I guess this means no more $8 gallon of gas if you return it a little light on the gas tank. But I mean, we'll think about from a fleet management standpoint, if you don't have any maintenance, like no oil changes, no fluids, mm. that that does make, that streamlines it too. I'm sure all of the, be- hit the, do you have a nerd alert? <laughs> I was running the board Oh, today. that nerd alert. Sorry. All, all, all the, <laughs> did I do that? Right. All the bean counters are like, hey, we can. I don't know why I always assume that they snort when they say these things. Like, just imagine what we'll save on the maintenance alone. You know. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about so so like look, we're not here to talk about Tesla, but we are here to talk about indicators that retail automotive can pay attention to, right? So now we talk about counterpunching and pushing back and all these things. So what does this tell us? If this just happened, we know a couple things. Number one. There's going to be 100,000 used Teslas on the market very shortly, right? In a matter of 24 months, 36 months tops, but probably more like 12 to 24, um, going to be used Teslas on the market. Also, what is this? How can we pivot? How can we pivot and how can we respond to this or counterpunch to it now? Think of the ease of use. Think of even all, as all of uh, the, the big three, like the EVs are coming out. How can we leverage this? I think education, I think making the process and test driving one even easier, right? If a lot of people are going to be in Teslas and Hertz, we need to figure out how we can get consumers in our EVs as they come out and as they become available. So this isn't just to say like, hey, look at Tesla, aren't they great? They just did this big thing in the news. Not at all. We're saying like, hey, we're watching this punk rock band that came out and everybody made fun of, right? Now it's a punk rock band with a budget. Right. And they're going mainstream. Now they're doing stadium tours. So how can we respond to that? Like we got to start putting out music. Yeah. And, so even, I think, and even just like currently right now, what you can yes. do, right. Got a head start. When you we don't have, have EVs, when you don't have EVs on the ground and you're trying to show people a path to new car purchasing and thinking about that trade cycle, trade cycle management, how do you, especially as inventory starts to return, you know, hopefully, how do you manage your rental fleet based mm-hmm. on your sales pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. And, and can you actually get in the rental game, especially those metro markets or people that are close to, um, uh, close to airports or things like that, to where you're actually managing trade cycle management through your rental fleet and encouraging, you know, your dealership as a source to the community outside of just purchasing or servicing. Um, because mm-hmm. that's really what Hertz is doing for Tesla, right? Because EV is still, it's, it's not a long way off, but it's a decent way off, right? Mm-hmm. GM coming out, we talked about this yesterday, you know, looking at a plan for 2030. So, you know, some of these manufacturers, it's going to take a long time to retool, um, you know, as far as long time in, in the, the grand scope of like technology these days, that's, that's a long time, right? Um, yeah. So, so what are you doing right now to make sure and, and not be in, as my buddy Jeff Revilla said yesterday, this is a guy I've been talking to, he said it, to not be in the horse and buggy game. Right. That's good. So 
what are you doing today to make sure that you're ensuring customer loyalty to your brand so that when your brand does bring the EVs in, then you have a strategy that's already that already understands that type of customer. Yep. That's it. We're not, it's not a helpless situation. And the answer is not just keep, like you said, being the horse and buggy. And the answer is not just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's why we started contagious. That's why we started this podcast. Yep. Exactly. Right? You can't just do what you're doing. And yeah. Kyle's right. Like the opportunity to aggregate attention and aggregate and build brand loyalty in this, um, in this season, pre EV, right? We know we have indicators that all this stuff is happening. And you know what it's like when you like a brand, like when they, when they got something going on that's new, or even if they have something like a version of something that I may have seen somewhere else, like if I like your, my, I'm loyal to the brand, I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to be more amicable toward their new product because I'm attached to the brand. This is something we can be doing right now. Yeah, exactly. We should be. And, we should and, be. And and none truer this week on the idea of pivoting your brand or your go-to-market strategy is we're only a couple of days away, from, Paul, from what seems to be a massive disruption to Facebook's brand in a, in a potential rename. And yesterday, yeah. the investor call happened on the Q3 mm -hmm. results, um, mm -hmm. which just at, as a quick note before we close, was a great success up in revenue, up in users per day, year over year, which is uh, different than a lot of people were expecting because of mm -hmm. some of the ad changes and tracking changes in, in the Mac operating system. Um, so Facebook, a, a kind of mainstay that's seeing growth, is is already thinking about what does the future look like and and i think you know a couple of days we're going to find out as they as they have their uh as they have their calls and they and their new go-to-market strategy and their and their uh, what what sounds like a rename um mm -hmm. it, we're going to see them in this pivot stage a, a brand that is um was actually quicker to the billion dollars than than uh than tesla originally so mm -hmm. a brand that has mm -hmm. that same type of strength uh pivoting and and understanding what it looks like to move and shift in a time where it has to and i think every single business has to look at their business today for today and tomorrow not for yesterday and that's if you're right doing and you that, can you and if you're doing that you have sustainability that's right well i think that'll do it i think that'll what do else it. is there to say there's not much else to say <laughs> pay attention Tons of investor calls this week. Tons of moving parts. Look at today and look at tomorrow in your business and ensure your long-term sustainability.